An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's a YouTube-filled episode this week. Two really important videos and some other stuff as well. Amanda, how are you? I'm great. I'm charmed by your enthusiasm for the YouTube portion of this. I love that you feel that it was it was YouTube, the platform that really brought this together instead of Architectural Digest and Vogue and our favorite celebrities. Well, it's the YouTube that speaks to you. You love YouTube. That's beautiful. I do. What's, what have you been up to on YouTube lately? Thanks for asking. I was hoping to find Ariana Grande singing her Christmas song, Santa Tell Me, like a recent one, but she hasn't sung it live in a while. I thought that she might because I saw something on her Instagram. Maybe that's coming later. So I was looking at that. And then, you know, I've just really been getting to know my new favorite international footballers. So at anywhere that takes me. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just love YouTube. Uh, you really do. Yeah. <laughs> How many a kid. minutes a day? Do you feel like you're... Well, you know, I like to watch it on my TV now. Like, I'm just pulling up my app to see what I recently searched for. But I don't know this... Yeah, I mean, all of... <laughs> all of I'm just going to read you my last few. Ready? Great. Great. <laughs> I'm not going to read you the most recent because then we'll talk about it. But James Marsden singing. I just finished Dead to Me, the season, season three. Very sad. Santa Tell Me, James Marsden, Spring Awakening, Big Energy. That's the Mariah Carey Lotto 
whatever. Spring Awakening Tonys 2022. Couldn't watch it. So I fired up Paramount Plus to watch the Tonys and fast forward to one thing I want to watch. Megan Fahey, Hard Place, singing out with her bold type co-star, Aisha D, because I'm just so into White Lotus. Skylar Aston wanted to see him singing. I'm Alive by Celine Dion. <laughs> and then I saw Titanic, which is a really, really funny, campy musical parody of Titanic with this um, comedian named Marla Mandel who plays Celine Dion in it. And I was just checking out her work. So, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of Broadway and pop music. Just, this is basically what I've got going on. We really should just start every podcast with this. It's never not the best content of the week. I really mourn the loss of like a Spotify wrapped type program just for you and YouTube. And I, it just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. The most recent thing I watched, though, I rewatched it this morning in advance of this podcast. JLo 73 questions from Vogue magazine on their YouTube channel. JLo and Ben Affleck are just really out here right now, both doing a lot of press, doing new projects. This was like ostensibly in connection with her album that she just announced. This was me. This is me now. But really, it was just a visit of a couple of spaces from JLo's home that she presumably shares with. Ben, Benjamin Affleck, her husband. First question for you, mm-hmm. not of 73, I promise. Is this their real home? And if so, which home is it? I don't think so. Do not think it's their real so home. Either. There was not a single personal touch. The recording... Untrue, untrue. Okay. What was the personal touch? In the entryway, when Jennifer Lopez opens the door for Vogue and the 73 questions guy, who's still just like out here doing his best with the lines that are pre-written for him. Number one, there is a framed photo of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lynn Affleck from their wedding. Yes. Sitting prominently on the table. You're right. My bad. And, and Juliet. And there is also, I it's probably like 18 inches long to give everyone a sense of the size, like a home goods sourced sign, not even sign, like woodcut that says <laughs> thankful. Okay. In script. It is there as soon as the video starts. And these are the two items that you've just pointed out. You and I could both like have within the next hour by going mm-hmm. to home goods yes. and printing out a picture from the internet and getting it framed at our local copy store. So right. Yeah. Do we think this is their actual house? Absolutely not. The other thing is that she didn't really like know where anything was. It kind of seemed like she was just like walking around. She also didn't point out a single thing around her. And when they were like, let's go to the recording studio, it was not actually a recording studio. Like that's not what a a home recording studio looks like. I've seen a lot of episodes of Cribs. So this was just like, this is just like someone's house that they borrowed. Yeah. In addition to Jennifer Lopez not really knowing what the layout of the house was. It was clear that she knew her lines because, Mm -hmm. again, I have no official or unofficial, frankly, background knowledge of how 73 Questions is made, but I would bet a lot of money, most of my savings, that every single one of those questions is vetted in advance. It's fully scripted. People know what their answers are. Like, even the, like, back and forth is laid out. yeah, and certainly the blocking has to be completely decided right. because I mean, otherwise it doesn't the video doesn't work. Sure. Like and you can see in this the teacups and the tea are waiting in yeah. the kitchen for you know after Jennifer Lopez's whatever. So and and that's fine. You sometimes 
you always need to prepare for things. And I pr- appreciate an interviewer that's prepared. And in something like this, you know, you want to know where things are going. Who cares if it's like intensely litigated and agreed upon in the favor of the celebrity being interviewed? And Jennifer Lopez does the homework always. So she clearly knows her lines, but also is either has just learned them or really doesn't like her lines very much because this is not a hugely charismatic performance from one of my favorite and one of the most charismatic performers on the planet. I would say this is one of the worst 73 videos produced in the series. And I would say Jennifer Lopez was like playing a version of herself from the wedding planner. She was using the same like rom-com voice that she whips out only for her rom-coms, like not in actual life. And It was, like, just super weird. And we love Jennifer Lopez here. And, like, the the part of the rom-com where she's very successful in her career and everything's going okay, but she's, like, lonely and yeah. and is, like, kind of resigned, you know, before, like, the grand events of the rom-com happen. It's, like, it's, it's a very strange energy. I also felt like she only agreed to mention Ben Affleck, like, in very specific moments and... Like, it was decided, like, the reason... What's your favorite song on This Is Me Then, Dear Ben, and whatever. And then everything else was just focused on her as, like, an individual. Like, what do you do to relax? I go in the bathtub by myself. How do you prepare for a show? I take some time to myself. It was very much like, I am a one-woman industrial complex, which she is. I I mean, although, you know, she's she's, it takes a village, and... I she, she, she just deserves also, that, but it's just she like, also has a lot to promote right now, and so yeah. every answer to me just felt like yes, this album check, you know, like movie career check. Did she mention J Lo Beauty at any point? I'm getting no. a lot of J Lo Beauty ads, and I'm very curious. Really? But I've never seen any. Re- I mean, they look wonderful. I mean, she's obviously incredibly beautiful, and whatever serum she's putting on to help her through the night shoot, seen that one at least forty five times, and let me tell you, I watch every time. Haven't bought it yet. But I would be interested. Anyway, I don't know whether she mentioned that. But some of it is just like there is a goal with this Vogue cover, with the video, with everything. And Jennifer Lopez, like, again, checks every box. So she's she's just doing her various promo, including, I guess, Ben Affleck. Question for you. Yeah. Do you think that Jennifer Lopez in her regular life ever says the phrase, if you know, you know? Yes, actually. Okay. Because she said that in reference to the the orange drink that she gets in her bodega. So, and and that's a a funny example of all of the asides and like the little bits of like voice and personality in the video are also scripted, but that one felt more natural, you know? Even though she like spent a very long time remembering what her bodega order was supposed to be, you know? Well, Jacoby and I discussed this on Food News. When do you think okay. was the last time Jennifer Lopez had processed deli meat from a, from any type of meat slicer? I mean... At, at least 25 years. Yeah, like at least two decades is what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Like a really long time. So she might not even remember the taste of it. Right. Which, Jennifer Lopez, I can tell you, it's still good. It was a huge letdown. Also... They couldn't, they found such a generic rich person house. Also, like, Jennifer Lopez's yard is definitely way bigger than that. Like, way, way bigger. Like, you, in the pool, like, was just, everything was small. Like, nothing about that house was really that grand. And you know that J-Lo is, is she's going big. We have, in fact, seen the listings for some of the homes that yeah. they have been looking at. And they are much larger. I mean, she could be renting a couple different places, you know? It does seem like sure. she's only 
who knows with the pandemic and she was like in Miami with A-Rod for a while and I, they were, you know, so it, it could be in flux, but I agree with you. It was not a particularly personal or exciting setting. Can we talk about her top? I was really distracted by it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It was sort of like cargo pants, but a shirt and she was wearing cargo pants. So I guess it fit, but it was like a parachute, but a shirt. I, I was like, how does this stay on? It was like half a shirt because it was fully cut out on the back. It just was really confusing. I need to, I just, great. yeah, she and looked amazing. I, you know, appreciated someone thought through, okay, so you will be walking and we will be seeing your back a lot, you know, your back a lot. Her so, butt looked great too. Yeah, of course it does. It's Jennifer Lopez. Like, what are we, <laughs> she's wonderful. I, I don't understand. I, do you feel that this franchise is reaching its limits? Certainly do. I do as well. Because, to, there used to be a feeling of spontaneity to it, and also you get to you used to get to see people's houses. But now, like yeah. all the high profile ones, you don't really see their actual house. Like I think we learned that was a not Adele's house. Like it was like not, the house across the street. Yeah, something like or she yeah. uh, she has three houses, so it's like not like right. her main house. Just sure, yeah, just Normal. isn't that isn't Same. that much fun? When I do my Vogue seventy three questions, it won't be the main house. It'll be the garage that has the rat in it. Did you find the rat yet? No, and I don't even really know it's a rat. It ate some of our Christmas decorations, but not the essential ones. So that's really, that's the good thing. Amanda, I'm not sure if you've heard this, but the rats don't run this city. We do. So okay. take your garage back. I'm, we're, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like gross. They definitely ate through the box. We had to get new extension cords for some of the lights outside because they'd fully eaten through the extension cords, Ooh, which is, gross. It's, it's gross. But it does you know like what? Rats. That's like what happens with cars in New York. In the, cold. the Christmas lighting project cannot, be defeated. So we persevered. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I didn't put this on the rundown, but did you watch any any minutes of Ben Affleck at the Deal Book Summit from the New York Times? I watched short video clips okay. and then had a long conversation with our friend Chris Ryan about it. So I feel like I was there. It was quite a performance. Yeah. He seemed really nervous and then he got more comfortable. The main thing mm-hmm. I learned is that I think Violet Affleck is a Marxist, which is pretty interesting. Okay. And also, awesome. Good big, job for Violet Affleck. Big week for, uh, yeah. I think it's easy to be a Marxist when you're ridiculously wealthy. <laughs> she also went to the White House this week. She did. By, with, with her mother, Jennifer Garner. And I have to say, I love, I loved how Violet Affleck looked. She's 17. She looked just great and dignified and very appropriate to the setting. It was great. She's taller than her mother. Yes. But looks so much like her mother. She was wearing the formal glasses. She looked, we love formal glasses. She looked her age. It was, very, it was very sweet. I also was charmed by it. Sorry, another side note that I failed to put on the rundown. Are you familiar with Julia Louis-Dreyfus' son, Charlie Hall? Yes, but I he, not he's, recently. He's currently on Sex Lives of College Girls, where oh, right. he's playing... What well, character Whitney's like hot lab partner? He like only he hasn't even really been given a name. He gets one this week though, and he's like it's like they're having like a like a sexually charged affair or whatever. It makes me really uncomfortable. I'm like I remember when this person was in college, and I'm like we all know your mom. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. There's something yeah. about it that I'm just like I can't I can't get down with this. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, like it makes me uncomfortable. I also okay. bring it up because he's very attractive. So it's, that was the other the other reason why it's uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I'm glad that Sex Lives of College Girls continues to cast Hot attractive. Guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. I Very. feel I do feel like there's a trend. Our uh, another colleague of ours, Joanna Robinson, was tweeting about this, and I completely agree. I'm like not in general thrilled with the caliber of 
dude that they're casting in the like 18 to 25 year old shows and movies right now. I totally agree. It's all like budget Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Or, well, or just sort of like, you know, lumpy, unmemorable guys. Then they have no charisma. And I, I know where I'm aging out. You know, maybe it's not for me, but like I can still appreciate a 24 year old who's got it. And that is kind of the engine of a lot of these shows. And these like little lumps don't have it. Well, fear not. Sex Lives of College Girls has Julia Lily Dreyfus's very attractive son, okay. who's great. also like 6'5 and played wow. basketball okay. at Northwestern and is a oh. billionaire because he's Julia Lily Dreyfus's child. Sure. And the new love interest for Pauline Chalamet, who plays mm-hmm. Kimberly. Looks like Paul Walker. So don't worry. That, that okay. show is going for that it with the hot guys. That could verge on... Well, all right. We'll see. I haven't started yet. I'm very excited. I also... This reminded me of something else I wanted to say, but now I don't remember. Oh, did you watch Do Revenge? The movie? I watched the first 45 minutes and enjoyed it. Okay, the guy in that is exactly what you're talking about. And apparently yes. he's on Euphoria. He is yes. not attractive at all. Like, no one's going crazy over that guy. Just really unmemorable. I also... The two stars of Where the Crawdads Sing, which mm. is still one of the most puzzling. Puzzling doesn't even like begin to describe how weird that movie is. But one of them is actually in Triangle of Sadness, which is the Ruben Austin film, and he's very good. Harris Dickinson is his name. But he he's like made to look like a lump in this movie. And then the other guy really it looks like a lump and she's like in a love triangle just like with two doughboys. And I'm just like, I don't get this. Anyway. <laughs> I was just looking at Joanna's tweet. Who do you think she yeah. was referring to? I don't know because th- it's an epidemic. I'm it's an everywhere. We'll have to ask her. Luckily, we okay. have access to Joanna. Okay. Yeah, that's true. On to our next YouTube video. Okay. Ellen Pompeo's home tour of her, to quote, house by the beach. It is not a beach house. It is a house by the beach. It's in Malibu and has a fucking ton of marble. She keeps referring to it as a beach house, but I agree with you. This is not a structure that is meant to have sand in it. Well, at the very beginning, she does say house by the beach. Okay. Well, then, but throughout, she's like, when people have a beach house, you know, you always have people coming to visit you. And so she shows up the guest room. She keeps talking about it. She says beach house several times. And I was just like, (laughs) ma'am, there is a lot of very fancy materials here that don't you know, stand up to sand and sea and 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 sun, <laughs> even, I suppose. Well, I was just so distracted by the marble, which I actually liked, but it was so much. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why it doesn't seem like a beach house, right? Yeah, it's not in our taste. She, El Pompeo is apparently an architectural digest regular. I remember one other house, but they mentioned several different renovations that she's been featured all with her partner who did this house. So, Chris Ivory, she, I believe that's his name. I believe that's her husband and oh, not, oh, not, yeah, oh, that's like the design partner. Oh, got yeah. It. Got it. Anyway, yeah, she talked herself up as like a big design person. Big yeah. Time. And she tries to speak with like some credibility. And I would say she has not credibility, but like, you know, knowledge and like design choice, which I, I believed it's just not our taste, you know? Yeah. I, I actually kind of like some of it, but it was just really over the top. Like, yeah just so much more marble than I needed. And also the way she described things was so, so off-putting. I was just <laughs> like, how have I spent so much time with this woman playing Meredith Grey? But she has a beautiful view. And, you know, I, I think that like, say what you will about Alan Pompeo, Pompeo, she seems 
like not that fun to be around. She is very intentional and I respect that. I appreciated her enthusiasm for it. Yeah. I just, it's so much dark marble, yeah, you know? I know. I, it's not, it's, which is just not my vibe. And then also they talk about the, she does the marble bathroom and there's like a terry cloth bench in the bathroom, which yeah. I have to say, I thought that was a just genius destroyer. I liked that Very too. jealous. But, and then she, to her credit, is like, gotta be honest, marble's not great for a bathroom because the, it doesn't keep the water hot. And she just says that in the beater. She's like, I, I, I know, wouldn't I recommend really like it. That and I was like, I, that's a great tip. I actually, I accept. Thank you. I know. I've never so, heard that before. Great to know. Yeah. Also, she said, she implied that she takes baths with her daughters, which like, okay. But they're also not that young. So it's like, do you guys just hang out together in the bath? But whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they might. Do. Yeah, they might, I yeah. don't know. And they do all like, sleep in that one giant bed, which frankly oh, yeah. didn't look large enough for five people in my opinion. But Also, she had bunk beds, built-in bunk beds. And I look yeah. at the ages of her children. They're not that yeah. young. They're too old for bunk beds. So okay. like, do you have other children over? Like, I just, I've got questions. I, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to maximize the space. I guess. I felt or like Or maybe Ellen Pompeo is about to put this on the market. Interesting. I yeah. think that's probably correct. Yeah, there we go. Her kids have definitely outgrown those bunk beds. That's for right. sure. I okay. have to say, mm-hmm. I just don't think built-in bunk beds are ever a good idea. Like, I understand you might need to save space. Maybe you live in a really small, unique apartment, something like that. It's just, it really, it literally boxes you in. I just, I don't recommend it, people. I have a counterpoint. Okay. Which is... From Keith McNally's Cotswold's Home, which just takes up like an ex- way too much real estate on my Instagram Explore tab. But his kids' room, I guess they weren't, they were single bunks. There was nothing up above. But it was built into the eaves of the house. And there was kind of like dedicated little like bed space built into the wall on each side. And I thought it was like really charming. The best built-in bed I've ever seen is on the television show Normal People. What's her face um, from where the yeah. crawdad sang? Her Daisy son. Edgar Jones. Yes, Daisy Edgar Jones' character's bed in Normal People, if you recall. They have a great... I don't, but I love that pull from you. <laughs> She's got a great bed. I okay. think I remember it because of the sex scene that they have on it towards the end of the show. when they Then they have okay. like ice cream or something. Anyway, Let's... check it out. All right. That's old pandemic content for you. I really thought those two were going to take off, and yet here we are. I, Paul Meskel is in a, I don't think he'll be nominated for an Oscar, but nor will the film After Sun, but he's in a new movie that is like having a critical indie okay. moment. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy for them. Great. I like them both. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. 
Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, shall we move on? Sure. I'd like to take a trip to the Hollywood Reporter, which we often don't discuss, but Nia Long is big profile of Nia. And, you know, just hits a lot of a lot of our boxes, including I love a confessional profile. I thought this was actually one of the better profiles I've read from a trade in a while. Clearly, Nia got to get her 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 lines out there. But I'm going to be honest, I want to know more about what happened with the Celtics, her her husband, not to reduce her to that, her husband, her excuse me, her fiance, it's Ime Udoka who is suspended for a year by the Celtics. She called out the Celtics organization in the piece. It's not why I first read it, but I was delighted. And then she talks about how she is becoming a director and this new phase of her career as an actress. I don't know. I was like, yeah, you know what? I didn't know that I needed a Nia Long profile, but I'm really glad I read it. So I saw this in our document. You put it in. And I assumed that the piece was assigned in order to kind of respond to the Celtics scandal and reposition which Nia Long has every right to do because she's much bigger than, you know, this this past gossip. And then I was stunned and happy and then slightly disappointed to learn that there's another best man coming on Peacock December <laughs> 22nd, which is the ostensible peg for this. But yeah, but then, as I said, I was disappointed because it's a TV show. It's not a movie. I love the best man. I Me too. triple love the best man holiday. One of the best movie going Christmas experiences I've had with my dad. Just very moving. I will watch this. I was like, I wish it were another movie in theaters, but I'll take a series. I was like, awesome. I'm going to rewatch The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday and then watch this TV show. I'm really excited. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) A-plus stuff. So that's great that that's happening, even though I still wish it were a movie. Sure. And that's why she's doing this profile. But you're right that she is speaking more about the scandal and and specifically how the Celtics handled it or didn't handle it than, than I expected. Yeah. I was really surprised it made it in, but but good for her, honestly. I mean, yeah. I also have to say, I feel like Nia Long has like 100% approval rating. Like, I don't think oh, yeah. anyone has a single bad thing to say about her. And like their first response to Udoko is like, who does that to Nia Long? So, right. co-sign. This also featured one of my favorite celebrity tropes, which is longtime friendships. And I was really glad to find out that her and Sonali Lathan like actually are good friends and support yes. each other in, in their professional endeavors. So yes. I just hope that Nia Long finds happiness. Honestly, I'm happy she doesn't have to live in Boston. Good for her. She's back in LA. 
That is really the take of every single <laughs> high-profile Boston-based celebrity divorce this year. It's like, well, at least you get out of Boston. Yeah. What's the other yeah. one? Tom and Giselle. Oh, right. Right. About that I, one. Like, I had a lot of people just being like, she was done with Boston. Yes. Which, I've, heard, yeah. I've heard that quite a bit as well. Yeah. I'm legit excited about this. I actually kind of like Peacock. I don't know. I mean, it has like a lot of good programming. Jada, our producer, agrees. Yeah, you're one of like five people. <laughs> well, um, me and Jade are one and two. That's great. Jade, you as well. I hope I enjoy it now is what I would say. Okay, we will. And, you know, maybe it'll live on as a channel on some other service at some time soon. Sorry, while we're talking about lesser streaming networks, I just have to tell you that I'm still like watching Limitless on Disney Plus's National Geographic portal <laughs> oh because I watch like... 15 minutes at a time and then fall asleep because I find it so soothing. And I'm just like, I actually didn't know that I loved Chris Hemsworth this much, but I do. Why aren't you doing a media diary? Like every week. Why don't we do, I try to do it kind of ad hoc, on, but we're just going to make it official in 2023. You just have to write things down and then you have to present to the class what weird shit you watched. I don't know anyone else who loves Chris Hemsworth the way that I do. AKA has not seen any of the Thor movies while sober and yet is watching <laughs> Limitless in very short bursts. Okay. That's, that seems like a great like uh, online message board for you to create <laughs> and, and find find your people. Oh, God. All right. On the topic of Boston... Will and Kate went to visit for the Earthshot Prize. They went to the Celtics game. The Celtics coach, Joe Mazzola, really, <laughs> really just was like, don't care about you guys at all. No, 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 no. Let's, let's do the full thing. One of the reporters asked whether he was excited about the visit from the royal family. And he's just straight-faced goes, do you mean Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? That's just because <laughs> that's the only royal family I know. It's that's extraordinary content. So good. Will and Kate sat courtside for Celtics Heat game, I believe. Jason Tatum played very well, and you could see Prince William saying to Kate, he's very good. Okay. Thanks, man. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Especially here at the Ringer, where our founder and boss is a massive Jason Tatum fan. Okay. I don't know that Prince William was like doing that specific content for you and me, but fair enough. He played. Thank you. <laughs> The city of Boston really did not care about them. And I have a question for you. Megan and Harry's documentary is coming out on Netflix this Thursday. Next Thursday, we'll be covering it here on Ringer Dish, obviously. Do you think it was intentional that they released a trailer while the the whales is, I guess they are now, were in Boston? Yes, but also when else were they going to do it? I mean, I do think a little bit that they're this project is in the Netflix machine at yeah. this point, and it's timed both to, it's like a month after the release of The Crown. It's definitely going to echo the second half of season five of The Crown in a lot of ways, which we'll discuss. And it's also one month before Prince Harry's book, his tell-all memoir, comes out. So there, was, so there was like a pretty slim corridor for Netflix to time this. And I assume they're also, like, spacing it out for Mentally in Paris, you know? Like, honestly, it seems like there's probably some overlap there in terms of audience. Don't want to don't stereotype. So, well, I... Again, I've, I, I am the audience. That's correct. There's overlap. Right. So, I, I, I was just speaking for myself there. I will be watching both. So, you know... I do think that Netflix is operating pretty independently of like the timing of the Earthshot Prize. Yeah. At at this point, and there are larger things going on. But 
And and I do also wonder how much say Harry and Meghan have at this point over marketing decisions. There have been some reports in page six that at some point they distanced themselves from this project or tried to change some of what was in it and they don't have final cut, I believe. Or it, I believe that's correct. Yeah. But, and and will you and I will obviously like do some more reading but after we actually see it. So I'm curious how much say that they would have over when Netflix decides to do its big marketing machine. Yeah, I, On the I other agree. Hand, I yeah. don't think I don't think this was intentional. I also think that like I doubt that the people at Netflix were like keeping track of the whales's schedule. So I don't know. I think it's like more of a coincidence, but also like they're yeah. all doing doing a lot right now. They are. They're doing a lot. We didn't even talk about the racist lady in white waiting, which just do you realize that so it's this woman, Susan Hussey, who's like been working at the palace Rumored for like to a, be her. It's not confirmed, but many assume. Oh, that, that it wasn't was not confirmed by anyone at the palace that it was her. Okay, got it. That she there was an event at the palace and a she started inquiring of a guest like where are you from and and didn't accept the UK and Britain as an yeah. answer in a way that was just very gross. It was a black woman. She was trying to be yes. like, what country are you from? And she was right. like, I'm from, I'm from London. Exactly. And she kept saying it over and over. And the and, and Susan that, Hussey was kept asking her, where are you from? Yes. And so that happened like literally as William and Kate were in the air flying to Boston. So, and you know, rightfully that became a major story in the UK and here and Susan Hussey was dismissed from the palace. She's also a character in season five of The Crown, just in case you guys are wondering, just to put some perspective of how long this person has been there and what's going on. So just, it would not seem like this Boston trip was a success. (laughs) You know what I mean? There was just like a lot going on that had very little to do with, that that got overshadowed. So, you know, everyone's out there making news. I'm sick of, I'm sick of all of it. Well, but a bad news for you because there's a me. lot more content that you're going to have to watch and then podcast about. Seriously. I'm I'm curious. I'm a sicko as I said to you. So, I am I I'm going to watch. I can't uh, help it. All right, fair enough. I also I just want to add that the woman who Susan Hussey was berating with her question is named Ngozi Fulani. Ngozi Fulani and she works for a charity. Her name is Angozi Fulani and her charity is called Sister Space. So, check it out, you know? Let's yeah, focus, she's let's a focus on that for domestic abuse survivors. So great job, Susan Hussey. Right, exactly. What a mess. All right. Next and final topic of the day. The Kennedy Center Awards were filmed and performed and awarded last night. And inexplicably, George Clooney is a recipient. I find... That's rude as someone, as the world's number one ER fan. I love Doug Ross forever. I love um, many George Clooney movies forever. However... I don't understand why he got a Kennedy Center Award. Like what? Like what? I'm just confused. It was also you two, Gladys Knight, Amy Grant, and George Clooney. So one was of it, these things is not like the other. Was it you two or Bono? It was you two. Oh wow. Okay. Respectfully, and I, and I love the work of Amy Grant, baby, baby, forever. But yeah, like, I do feel that George Clooney's on par with Amy Grant in musical talent. Well. He's not getting it, the Kennedy Center honors aren't just for I musicians. I know. Yeah. But like so what know, the contributions really that Amy Grant has made to the world of music 
including Grown Up Christmas List. Don't think that I didn't know every word to that song because I did and probably I still do. I think George Clooney is equal in the world in the worlds of film and philanthropy to what Amy Grant has contributed in music and probably philanthropy, though I don't know anything about her philanthropic work, so I don't want to give credit where it's not due. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, it's not that wild. I guess. I don't know. It's just really I random. Mean, who, who else, who would you like to nominate for a Kennedy Center honor instead of George Clooney? This is unexpected for me. Why are you mad? It's just like 20 minutes of celebrating George Clooney. I think because there's no performance link to it that I'm interested in watching. And I like the Kennedy Center honors for the, the performances. I, I mean, that is true. But Julia Roberts did show up as she was part of the tribute and she wore a custom George Clooney gown, which was a ball gown with like pictures of George Clooney pasted all over it. God bless her. I like it's very sweet. I love her a lot. I think that's genuinely charming. I do, too. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. And I just assume that he'll, like, take the opportunity to do something similar for her in the future. Right. Yes, so, exactly. You know, one thing we've touched a lot on this week is friendship. And I just love celebrity friends, whether it's Julia Roberts and George Clooney or Nia Long and Sonali Then I just love it all. So I like it when adults support each other. That's really beautiful. What a note to end on. <laughs> Thank you to our producer, Jade Whaley, for producing this episode. We'll be back on Saturday, I believe, to talk about Megan and Harry, the Netflix doc, the first three apps drop on Thursday. Have a great week, everybody. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.